Ooh, I felt Jesus this morning. I still feel him. He, he's he's going to come um, even, even more than he does. Um, I'm just going to jump right in because we only have about 45 minutes, and I, I, I want to do a couple different things. Um, there's a difference in presence of the presence of Jesus. I hit a tiny bit on this um, on, on Sunday. There's the omnipresence of Jesus. Everyone say omnipresence. Omnipresence, that's, that's a big, big idea and a big word for the ever-presentness of God. Everywhere you go, you can't escape him. You can't outrun him no matter where you go. At any given point, any given moment, he is there. He's around you. He's with you. Um, a teaching for another day is that God, his nature is found in everything. So if you can find him in everything, you won't miss him in anything. And so then you're not looking for another conference, another teaching, another book, another sermon, another thing to like, you know, keep you going, right? You're not, you're not looking for that, that, that the ever-advancing God is actually all around you. So he's like the rain this morning. He's not the rain. That's a little strange. His nature and what he's like can be found in the rain, right? Because he comes and he waters. Jesus uses metaphors all throughout the scriptures to describe and um, present, re-represent the kingdom to people over and over again, right? He's, he's sitting down at, at a table with the boys, and he's like, the, the kingdom's like, there's a baker over there. It's like the yeast inside of that, that he, he uses the, the, the yeast and the, the kingdom's like, like the yeast that he comes down and he influences the loaf of bread. And suddenly this little tiny bit of yeast, if you've ever done any, any baking, this little tiny bit of yeast influences the entire batch. That's the kingdom because a little joy seed, a little light seed planted deep within you suddenly blooms and blossoms into a strong, mighty oak inside of you and influences the entire forest. So the, the, the idea that God is in everything all around us, the omnipresent God, you can't run far from him. You can't escape him. You can't outrun him. You can't hide from him. He is there always. But there's, there's, there's another kind of presence that comes down, like we, we would call it the, the kabod presence, the actual, the tangible presence of God. I was in the room. I'm going to go a little controversial here. It's okay. Um, I, I was in the room at Bethel when the glory cloud appeared. Um, we are singing that song. Um, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory forever. Amen. And all of a sudden, this, this, little, this little dusty thing appeared. And I, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye the first time I saw it. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Just went back to worshiping. And then I noticed, like, a, you know, the, the, there was a group of people. It was on the right side of the sanctuary. There's a group of people. Um, and Bethel, by the way, is, is a basketball gym. There's actual basketball hoops that they put down. and put. I know Bethel TV makes it look really, really fancy, but it's actually a Beth basketball gym that they've put big speakers in and stuff. It's great. I love it. Keeps us humble. I love it. But, but we're, we're, we're sitting there, and it's right above the basketball hoop, and I see these people just start just looking at it, and they're, they're, just, they're, just, they're just gazing at, at, the, at this, this, this cloud that's appearing above us. And suddenly, Jeremy kicks in, uh, who's leading worship, kicks in to, yours is a kingdom. And as soon as yours is a kingdom happened, suddenly this, I, I, I can't describe it to you. It just, it just filled the room, and it always was ascending. It always was going up. It was crazy. It was like, and it would fall on the stage, and I, I went up, I don't know, 20 minutes later, and, and rubbed my hand across the stage, and it was like I had rubbed it in glitter. And, and, and I, 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 I would tell you that I thought I probably would have been, like, crying and weeping and, oh, having this, like, magical moment. But honestly, I was like a little kid, just like a little child rubbing my hand. I was just, everybody was just, like, trying to fathom and understand and trying to process and trying to, like, like 
did they put glitter in the air ducting or like, what is this? Like, this is a parlor trick. Like, what, what is this? But it, it was the most strange thing. You, you'd walk in it. You'd, you'd, walk, you'd walk over to it and it would just float up around you. It was so easy to discredit. It was so easy. Like, you're like, ah, it's just really dusty or something like the speaker dust just came down or, you know, I don't know what it is. But it was so easy mentally to discredit. I always was baffled by the Old Testament when um, the, the Hebrews are walking. They, they have a cloud by day and a fire by night. And they doubted the Lord. And I'm like, okay, if I had a fire, pillar fire appear in my room, I think I might be like, okay, you're real. Let's go wherever you want to go. I'm following, right? But, but in that moment, I, I, I understood, wow, the human mind without, bent, without its, its presence anchored into the presence of Jesus can so quickly um, disqualify. And you, you, can, you can view the videos online. There, there's one or two that, that, are, that are pretty good. But yeah, you have showed them here. Oh, great. But um, you can very, very easily quickly discredit and like, nah, it's, it's glitter, it's dust, it's whatever. But even the manna that appeared on the ground was what is it? I don't know. Eat it, Johnny. Just eat it. Okay, that's all we got. Eat it. <laughs> eat the manna. What's for breakfast? Manna. Dinner. Manna. Right? Over and over again. Manna. Right? What is it? I don't know. It's so easy to, to, to discredit what he's doing right in front of you, right in front of our midst. This morning, I feel like I'm walking in and was doing some work. We're, we're going to hit, we're going to hit back to that. So there, there's an omnipresence of God all around you all the time. Then there's the, the, the kabod. There, there's, there's the weight of glory that, that comes in, that descends upon you. Then the third type is, is the, the inhabitation, the cohabitation of Christ in you. It's a cohabitation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God. So you, as a human, house the presence of Jesus. Jesus could have come as a 30-year-old if I was on the committee to launch the task force for Jesus' ministry on earth. I probably would have sent him as a 30-year-old to do the ministry. What a bing, what a bang, and get in and get out, right? But he didn't. He came as a baby. So it was his joy to wrap himself in flesh. It was his great joy to wrap himself in flesh. So it was his joy to live as you. His highest joy to do this human thing that you do on a regular basis. His highest gift. It was his joy to wrap himself in flesh for all of eternity. To Jesus, to take on the human form for all of eternity. So you have this omnipresence. Then you have this kabod presence where it comes out and rests upon you. Presence, right? That's, that's, when you, that's when you're singing and the spirit inside of you collides with the spirit, the Jesus inside of the person next to you. And many streams make one river. And suddenly there, there's a, there's a, a, a community weight. There's, there's a, a corporate anointing that comes that many people can, can bear the weight of something heavier, right? So you, you can pick up something. So I could probably pick up this on my own, right? Right? But eh, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now listen, I might be a worship leader, but no, <laughs> my noodly arms. Um, but, but I, I more than likely couldn't pick up, you know, several of the speakers, but, but five or 10 of us could right all at once. We, we will be able to, to, to carry some. There, there's a, there's a beautiful weight that actually comes in that requires your strength and the person's next to you. So there's this self-ownership that comes in that to actually carry the weight of presence. So when you come into this room, suddenly the Jesus inside of you, what he looks, what he sounds like, collides with the Jesus inside of the person next to you. And suddenly heaven invades from the top down, from the inside out, and from the outside in. 
So heaven ascending, descending all around us, crashing in all around us. And suddenly you have those moments, right, when suddenly it's just like, it's just thin. I can't, there's no other word for it. It's just thin in the moment. And suddenly he's right here in front of you. That doesn't mean he's more present than when it's just you alone in your room. It doesn't mean that, but it's the gift of his nearness that changes us. It's the gift of his nearness that changes us. Ooh. So this morning, I feel like, I feel, when, I, when I feel like Jesus, I, I was going to preach on something, something totally different, and I felt the Lord said, go this way. This morning, I, I felt Jesus walk into the room and bring, like, little jars of oil to come in and, and pour, in, pour into people. Um, I'm going to, I said a little bit in, earlier, but um, oil is this, is this magical little substance. Um, Justin and I were, were talking about oil. I'm, I'm going to go here for a second. It's great. But essential oils, I know they're like all the craze. You walk down like all the cool streets and like Fitzroy and everything. It's like essential oils, you know. It's like, it's good for you, bro. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> right? So they're, 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 all the, they're all their age right now. They were Jesus' oils before they were the world's oils. Okay? Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not preaching that right now. But I'm, I'm, this is a metaphor, okay? Just go with me, right? I'm not, I'm, this, this is, we're, we're staying rooted. Um, but oil as a substance is, is, is the lifeblood of a, of a plant. Um, if, if you take olive oil, it's, it's the olives that have to be pressed and squeezed to produce the, the, um, the, the oil, the, the blood, if you will, of, of the plant. It's, it's the crushing that actually creates the oil. It's the crushing of the grapes that produces the, the grape seed oil. It's one of the best oils you can get, right? So oil as, as a substance comes in, it sits in your body. If you put it on the palms of your hand, usually you put it on the palms of your hand, or like the bottoms of your feet, because those, those places absorb a lot. They, they um, transcend membranes. They, they transcend... Um, most of your body's normal responses to um, ward off or, or fend off foreign um, substances, and they allow it to, trans, to, to translate from physical into your bloodstream. They don't have to be digested like most food has to be. So this idea that Jesus comes in and he stands in front of you. I saw him coming and putting like hands on our chests, and he transcends and he steps in past what we understand him to be. More than just words on a page. More than just theological thing. But he steps in through the threshold of our life. And steps in and invades every single part. Knocking on the door of our heart. And you let him in all the way to the living room, to the kitchen, to the back doors. Everything. And he steps in fully. The presence of Jesus is the linchpin. It is the game changer. It is the beginning. It is the end. It is everything we move through. It's like like oil right? Jesus isn't oil, but he's like oil. And he steps in, he heals. I feel, I feel like he's here to heal today. He's here to heal a lot of hearts. I love what Justin was sharing last night, just, just about, about mourning, actually grieving, giving space to actually own who we are. These aren't popular topics, <laughs> I was talking to Justin this morning. I was like, these are not popular topics that, 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 that we're talking about. These aren't going to get necessarily the most like tweetable, like, yay, we're talking about pain, right? Let me tweet that, right? Going to get a thousand likes. No, these, these aren't necessarily the most, the most practical things to talk about. But I believe as, as a community, the church is meant to take its place back in the forefront of society that says, no, we're going to talk about this. We're not just going to shove it, right? So, 
I, I um, so presence. Okay, so we we have we have these these three presents coming in. There's there's more in the Bible. You could you can expound upon more, but but for for today, I'm just gonna hit those three. Omnipresence, God everywhere. Kabbalah presence where He comes and rests. Right, the the weight of glory and then presence of Jesus inside of you. Right, manifesting out outside of you. So He 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 comes in. So these 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 three presents when when He when He comes in, He comes in to transform. Okay, so pause that little topic. We're going to come back to it in a second. Okay, so now I, I, I want to continue a little bit of, of my, my take with, with, with what Justin was speaking on last night. I believe as a church, we've gotten really, really good at sharing the testimony. The testimony is incredible. It is, it is the spirit of prophecy, right? The, 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 the testimony, the recounting of the word, the remembering what he's done. We feast on it, right? It's beautiful. Like it's, it's so, so needed in our culture, in our, in, in, in our, in our world. So we, we feast on what he has done. We focus on what he is doing, not what we perceive him not to necessarily be doing because he's always at work and he's right on time. Never late always right on time, right on time in the moment. I feel that right now. There's people in this room that feel like God's late. He's right on time. But in the middle and in the steadfast, in, in, the, in the, 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 the tension of it, he comes in, just wants to sit close. It's his nearness, his presence that is our good. His presence that is our good. So when he walks in, Everything changes. I, when, I'm, when I'm speaking, if, if you start to feel the presence of the Lord, just, just open up your hands. If you feel something, you just want to raise your hand. I feel like it's already falling on people. I'm seeing it happen right now. He's just going to come in. He, he's, he's coming in all, just right now, just, just pouring oil inside of you. It's like healing oil. Some of you might get hot. Some of you might experience like a little bit of weight on your chest. It could be like, like weight on your hands. The presence of Jesus, come and fill this room. So you have these, these, these three presents of, of who he is and how he acts, how he interacts. But so we've gotten really, really good at sharing the testimony, at sharing, at, at um, championing the word and remembering what he's done. That will never fade. It will never fade, recounting what he's done. But sometimes in that, in that moment, sometimes we almost feel like we have to um, compact or compartmentalize disappointment and pain. We feel like we have to like just... You know, we have trash compactors. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you do. But you just, it just presses them down more and more. And you suddenly, you just, you just isolate and compact. In order to get rid of something, you have to own it. If you're leasing a car right now, you actually don't own it. So you could put it up on, oh, you don't, you don't have a Craigslist. Gumtree, is that what it is? Gumtree. <laughs> Botched that, didn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> so you can't actually put it up on Gumtree. Can you sell cars on Gumtree? Is that, is that a little sketchy? Okay, you can't. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? So you can't put it up on Gumtree until you actually own it. So until you actually embrace something, you embrace pain, you embrace um, mourning, grieving, whatever it is, you can't actually get rid of it. Right? You can't actually. So, we act, so I think as, as a culture, we're learning how to actually just sit. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to embrace. I'm just going to sit in, 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 his, in what, what he's doing right now. This is really, really hard. At the climax, at the peak, the pinnacle of Jesus' ministry, hours before he's taken into captivity, he sits in the garden. You could argue this would be the closest and the nearness he felt to God up until this moment. He sits in the garden, and he's so stressed and so weighty and heavy that he, he sweats blood. It's an actual condition. And he asks God, if there is any other way, 
let this cup pass from me. If you have been sent on like a mission by, by work or by, um, it's, it, this is like your life calling to go and do something. This, if, just imagine with me for a second. If your entire purpose has been sent to accomplish one task, and then at the moment when it matters most, you question the person who sent you, that might be a little hard for the person who sent you, wouldn't it? But God, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Is there any other way for this cup to pass from me? Jesus, not afraid of the wrestle. Jesus, not afraid of the questions. But, not my will, but your will be done. And for the joy set beyond him, endured and swallowed the cross inside of us. He took the cross. So at the pinnacle of Jesus' ministry, he questions. But yet we're so afraid of the question. Oh, don't question that. Don't question that. But I, I would present to you that Jesus in the Father is not afraid of the questions. And in your questioning, that doesn't belittle the Father. But there does come a time when the but must come. Sorry, I don't know where another bear is saying that. <laughs> One T. <laughs> but not my will, but your will be done. There comes a time, and the tension is finding when that time is. And sometimes it's going to come in layers. Sometimes it's going to come in, in, in waves, you know, and you, you deal with it and you move on. You deal with it and you move on. That's the beauty of riding the rhythms of the Lord, the waves of the Lord. But when, he, but when he comes in, you, you, you allow him to come in, but not my will, but your will be done. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. So I feel like he's teaching us to actually sit and wait with the Lord and feel his nearness and feel his closeness, embrace, and then when you feel moving, you move. Cloud by day, fire by night. When it moves, it moves. And then you move on. The tension is when it moves and you don't want to. Ah! This was a really good campsite, Jesus. There was water. There was things going on around me. There was fruit we could pick from the bushes. Like, this was like a good place in the desert right now, but the clouds are moving on again, right? I'm tired of moving. I'm tired of moving. But, but the, the, the spirit of God is always moving, always expanding. Always moving, always expanding. And he comes in in a moment. And he sits and then moves on. Our tension is to simply follow the cloud and to follow his presence and what he's doing. The world is waiting for people to give permission to pain and to sit in it, but then to give it to Jesus, to give it to Jesus, to pour it out at the feet of Jesus. And he takes it and he swallows it. He takes it. He already took it. You understand that? He already took it all. You're just understanding how healed you are. You're understanding you're not broken. I felt that right now. You're not broken. I'm going to go here. I, I dismiss some stuff in this room that says you're a broken wheel that's never going to be fixed, never going to be healed. The, 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 religious, the religious mindset right now, I stop. Even just like from things resting on you that says like you're broken, you're never going to be fixed, you're never going to be enough. All those things that, that come in, I stop them right now in the name of Jesus. You are not broken. 
Religion has told you you're broken to keep coming back thirsty to this well of religion to drink, but you're never actually satisfied. Jesus comes in and steps in and reveals, hey, this is actually how healed you already are. Because when you invited him, Jesus, into your house, he came in fully. Remember I said on Sunday, he doesn't come take, put one foot in and just wait for you to pray and fast more. For him to come in more. That's really strange. No, when you open the door, he comes in fully and he inhabits every room, every place, every place in a moment. You're already healed. Some of that, that's like triggering a lot of you inside of you. Like, wow, I'm not already healed. I've been broken. But because you've been broken by a system that says you have to come back again and again and again because you're addicted to religion instead of addicted to his presence and his face, which Jesus comes in and says, hey, actually, this is how healed you actually are. And we're pulling back the curtain to see actually how much um, wholeness and wellness is actually inside of you. The kingdom is alive and well inside of you. I break that voice that says you're broken right now and perpetually broken. Hold out your hands right now. The Holy Spirit's doing something right now in this room. There's a lot of people in this room that I'm feeling that right now. I blow away a dust of confusion that religion came and said that you were broken. And you needed to do more in order to be. Huh. We're going to do a little corporate little moment together. It's going to be great. If that's you, you can just do it right under your breath, but you do need to do it out loud. I think there's something, something practical actually speaking it out loud. If this is hitting you, some people it's hitting you massively, some it's not at all. That's okay. But I just want you to repeat after me, Holy Spirit, that, that's you. I repent for following the voice of religion that says I must do in order to be. I repent from believing that I'm broken and need a system to fix me. Holy Spirit, I welcome you back in to show me how whole I actually am. To come and lead me and guide me. Show me how much I look like you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Woo, so light and quick. Boom, boom. Repentance does not have to be light a candle, journal for four hours, weep, gnash your teeth, and then figure it out. Repentance is a simple restoring yourself back to a high place. Repenting, going back to that penthouse, right up there at top. That's where, that's where actually we're meant to live. It's meant to be this really beautiful thing. I want to like rewire some of your brains that say repentance has to be this like, like drawn out process. It can be. It definitely can be. I'm, I'm all about crying. I'm all about getting on the floor. And it sometimes needs to be, Right? But it also can be really beautiful, just a really, really quick repentance. So religion tells you to come in that, that, that you're broken, you're waiting for like some other book, some other teaching, some other encounter, some other something to come in and fill this hole. But Jesus wants to come in and say, hey, you're actually way more whole than the world's told you. And you're just understanding how healed you've actually been. Does God will that all are saved? Is it his will that all are saved? Yes. Are all saved? No, so there's a tension. When Jesus died, he gave all authority and on heaven and on earth, Matthew, right? All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me and I give, give it to you. Greater things will you do than me. 
greater things. That's crazy. That's a mark of fatherhood to raise up sons and daughters to go further than you, to do better than you. That's amazing, right? So he comes in and gives the keys. So we have the keys to the kingdom. All authority on heaven and on earth was given to Jesus, and he gave us the keys to the kingdom, right? We're just understanding, oh, I have that key too, add to the key ring. Oh, I got that key ring too. So we're understanding more and more as the revelation of glory to glory is actually ascending the heights of glory. So as we ascend with him, we're understanding just how healed we actually are. It's very counter to what religion kind of tells you that you need to come to church, pay the price, whatever. But then because you are so, so healed, because you're actually so whole and you're understanding how whole you actually are, you need him more. I know upside down kingdom actually probably right side up kingdom. Maybe we're living in the upside down world. Actually, you're in Australia, so you're living upside down. So we're living upside right. (laughs) Maybe you're the right side. Here we are, yeah. So this is upside down kingdom. So we grow into needing the Lord more. We grow into needing him more. I know I'm kind of all over the place. I'm following some things right now. We grow into needing him more. It's our honor to need Jesus, not our shame. So we're whole. We don't need anything. You're not needing and lacking anything. The oak seed is an oak just as it is, but it's not a tree yet. As you plant it, it dies. Some of you might just need to die to your own self, die to your own dreams. Then it resurrects you, and you realize a dream that was always in your heart was to actually be what you've always been all along, and you're discovering how whole you've actually been since the beginning as a seed. Ah, so easy, so easy, so easy life with the kingdom. So we're discovering how much you need him, but, but, the, but the oak seed isn't trying to become something else. It already is oak seed as it is. I have an oak seed in my backpack. I'd get it for if I had time. It's just, just a little tiny oak seed that I carry along with me to remind myself that the mighty oak is locked inside the seed. It can't become more oak. It already is oak as it is right now. You can't become more whole. When he moved in fully, if you know him, you repented for your sin, you confess with your mouth, you believe with your heart, he stepped in fully, you're whole. You are just understanding how whole you actually are. I'm breaking the wheel that says I have to do in order to get. I have to do more. Oh, hogwash. Throw it away. You're whole, you're healed. But then because of that, We talked about this on Sunday. The more you eat, the more you actually desire. In the kingdom, the more you eat, the more you actually desire. So then the presence comes in. And it's the presence of Jesus. Just a simple presence. Just in a moment. You're busy. You're running around. You're doing your thing. And in a moment, you just turn your affection to him. Jesus, I love you. That smile. And you feel him close. Just come and rest. You feel them close, move in. And you remember how whole you actually are, stepping into more wholeness, stepping into more breakthrough. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Let heaven come. And as heaven comes, it comes out of you. It comes upon you. It comes into you. And the presence of Jesus invades the earth presence of Jesus come and fill this place presence of Jesus come and fill this place the healing oil of God come in and transcend all the walls all the barriers 
all the pain and the hurt that we've put up. Come and transcend it all and walk through the walls of our hearts like you did with the boys. And John, you walked in through the walls and he comes and sits in the middle and just smiles. Just looks at you. You look just like me. When I was a little guy, I used to look at old photos of my dad and think and try to find out, like to try to like look and find find my history. There's something inside of us that wants to know our lineage, our history. It's why all these ancestry.coms, and I don't remember the other ones, you can take little swab tests and figure out where you're from and I'm Norwegian, oh I'm Asian, you know, all the all those things. There's there's some there's a cry inside of us to know our roots, to know where we've come from. There's a cry inside of us. My dad was a little bit overweight and then he went through a massive trans, um, transformation probably I don't know seven eight years ago and he lost all this weight and after, after about a year of this I looked at him I remember I remember seeing a photo on Instagram I looked at him and I was like I look like my dad I never thought I looked like my dad I understood like oh you're like a little bit tall and lanky I actually look like my dad this is crazy and you start I started understanding that I look like him but as, as a little kid I was searching for do I look like my dad and the greatest gift and honor is that our father our father who art in heaven you look just like him it's not arrogance you don't tell some little kid I look like my dad you went to him stop being arrogant but yet religion comes in and says don't say you're like him You're never, no, no, no. It was his plan and scheme all along to die, be raised, and for you to be raised with him and for you to be one with Christ inside of you. That is the point. Christ inside of you, the hope of your glory. Christ inside of you, crucified before the foundations of the world, outside of time, to be crucified, to lay his life down, for you to lay down with him and die in the waters of baptism and be raised to life and wash clean, right? In the the blood of Jesus and the the water that washed you and for you to become like him. There is no higher gift in all of creation than for you to become like God. You're not God. You're not on that throne. All authority on heaven and earth has been given to you. All hail the king, the king of all kings, the king upon all kings who was and is and is to come, the lamb upon the throne, now unto him who is able. You're not king, but you have been crucified and you're seated at the right hand of the father just with Jesus in heaven in heavenly places. I'm dismissing small thinking right now. I'm dismissing it off of your life. Bye-bye. Small thinking, leave. This, like, this, like, this idea that my life is spent meant to look like A, B, C, D. I'm meant to wake up at, at 7.45, meant to go to work. I'm meant to go to be at work. I'm meant to go home at 5 p.m., meant to do my thing, watch, watch the thing on Netflix, go to bed. Do it again, do it again, do it again. This hustle, this hamster wheel, this like spinning thing, you're meant for more. You're meant for more. I'm here to tell you, some crazy guy from California is here to come down and tell you, you're meant for more. You're meant for more. You were designed, you were crafted, you were sculpted sculpted and created for more. This idea that you were created to fit into the story of all creation, even if that's your entire purpose right now is changing diapers. Some of you are like, mm, thank you, Lord. <laughs> right? There is not a higher call on an international speaker that fills stadiums than on the mom that changes dirty diapers. There is no difference. There is no difference. It is only honoring the call that Jesus has placed upon your life. It's just honoring the call and simply welcoming the presence in. That's all we're meant to do is just welcome the presence in. If you get nothing else in this conference, 
It's just to allow the nearness of God to come and sit and be with you. Whew. Jesus, just come. Walk in through the doors right now. Just come. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. If I can do nothing else but just set the table for you and Jesus to have a little coffee date. Because I know if you can just sit there and look at him and look in his eyes and see his proud smile over you and become addicted to who he says you are, then everything changes around you. Then when you leave this place, you just got to find it again. You find it in the word. You find it in worship. You find it in going on a run in the morning, the fog rising above the river. You find him advancing towards you all around you, not limited to church music. Thank you, God. Not limited to our understanding, to our finite understanding. You're meant for more. You're meant for more. To welcome his presence in. Welcome his presence in. To embrace whatever's in front of you. Fully embrace it, fully own it, pay off, pay off the car, whatever it is, fully embrace it, fully own it, and then give it back to Jesus. This beautiful exchange, beauty for ashes. All of his joy for all of my mourning. All of his lightness for all of my heaviness, this beautiful exchange. He already swallowed them. We just have to give it to them. One last story, then we're going to end. My little nephew, um, I was, I have eight of them um, back in North Carolina. He, we were on family vacation, and he had a splinter in his finger. Um, we didn't know it, though. And he was acting kind of funny the entire day. And he, we, were, we were, you know, up in the mountains of North Carolina on the east coast of America. And he was acting really strange and just really shy. He's usually really outspoken, really gregarious and fun. And um, he's just really w- withdrawn. And then at nighttime, um, I guess something happened, and he hit his finger. And um, finally, my, my, my brother went up to him and was like, hey, bud, what's, what's, what's going on? He, like, bursts into tears. He's like, whoa, 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 where is this coming from? What's going on here? And finally, Stephen, Stephen showed him. He, he, he gave him his hand, and he had this splinter that had gotten infected, but he didn't want to show it to my brother because he was afraid of the pain it would take to pull it out. If he had given him, and I sat there, and I'm watching his whole interaction, and like he's like crying, then my brother starts crying. There's, there's, they've just come through a lot. There's too much history to unpack there. But I was watching this moment happen. I'm sitting on the bar just watching this thing happen, and the Holy Spirit just, poof, in a moment, he loves to come into the everyday. He loves to come into the everyday. Just find him in the simple things. Find him in the Excel sheet you're doing at work. He can come in. He can invade. Just a simple click, click, click. Mm back to it, right? Just a simple, he loves to invade it all. Whether you're a nurse, you're a politician, you're an educator, or you're just a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, he loves to invade it all. And so in that moment, I'm sitting there watching this thing happen, and, and Stephen shows him, shows my, my, my brother his splinter, and it's infected, like it has pus on it, and it's nasty. And so, and, and Michael, and, and with my brother, with the most kindness as I, says, buddy, why didn't you show this to me earlier? And Stephen, through tears, is like, <laughs> I was afraid of the pain that it would hurt to take it out. But in a moment, if he had just simply given it, instead of hiding it, and shame, 
and fear, if you had just given it, it would have been a quick, quick little tweezer, right? Quick little moment. But then because of his hiding it, he put it, he put it underneath him and was trying to hide it. Then it became infected. Freedom is not nearly as hard as we make it out to be. You are not your sin. You are not your sin. Make a differentiation. You're a dead man who's been raised to life. And once you've died, you've been raised back. So differentiate. There is an old man and there is a new man. Learn to recognize the two. The new man has been made alive in Christ. So then when you sin, yes, it is you. But you simply just repent and let it go, and then you're raised again, raised again. So then, if you have to talk about sin, you have to talk about the splinter, you have to bring it up, you have to bring whatever the pain is, whatever the shame is, back up, you can then almost look at it in the sense of like, no, Jesus paid for this and already took it. He already has taken it and lifted the load, the weight of it off. So then you can talk about it because there is no shame, because you've already died. So just die and then be raised and live raised. And it's a simple offering of embracing the pain, embracing the, the, the shame, the brief moment of shame that comes to attack you. But then you realize that he can't even touch you because of the blood of Jesus. He already paid for it. So you embrace the pain, the little tiny wiggling of, of the splinter out, right? And in a moment, it took my brother, I don't know, a grand total of 15 seconds to come in. Repentance does not have to look super hard. It can look really simple and really easy. Even generations of sin, even years of habitual stuff, all of that in a moment. He already took it. It's just owning it to give it to him. It's just an owning it to give it to him. And when we give it to him, he lifts it off and just bloop, the splinter out. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Nothing else? No, put a little Band-Aid around it. Give it some time. Everything you need is locked up inside of you to heal itself. Sometimes you need some outside help. Sometimes you need some medicine. Sometimes you need some tweezers to come in and pull it out, right? But this, this idea that life with Jesus is so much easier when you welcome the presence in. You just welcome his nearness. And in the nearness of God, things just start to happen all around you. Things just start to transform all around you. The presence of Jesus comes in like oil running down the beard of Aaron. Psalm 133, I think. How blessed it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in, in community and family. It's like oil running down the beard. When Moses anointed Aaron, it was, he anointed him with oil, and the oil probably stayed on him for days. When Samuel anointed David, he anointed David, and he didn't. And this, he dumped like a, a horn of oil. I don't know how big the horn was. I'm assuming it was a, a you know more than a half cup, right? It could it legitimately could have been like a you know it could have been a gallon a liter whatever it is yeah <laughs> or more. So then this oil permeated and stayed on him. Oil doesn't come off very easily. Some of it will never come off, but it permeates the presence when you're around him, when you feel him come and rest upon you, 
when you feel the corporate thing come in, when you feel the, the presence, the omnipresence of Jesus all around you here and here and you're here and you're here and he's around you all the time, always advancing towards you and the presence of Jesus inside of you. He comes in like oil and he permeates everything and he stays on you, sticks on you. And it's the presence of Jesus that enables you to embrace the pain, embrace the struggle, to own it and move through it and then lift you from it. And then if you need to do it again, you do it again. You embrace it, you own it, you give it to the Lord, and then you move and lift from it. That's the beauty of the kingdom. That's the beauty. So simple. I declare over you this morning the good and glad, merry news of Jesus that it's so simple. You inherit the kingdom like a child. Woo! You inherit like a child. Super simple, eyes all struck with wonder. Caught up in who he is. Why don't you hold out your hands? I'm gonna pray for you. Whew. So simple. So, so simple. So simple. <laughs> so easy, so light. doesn't have to look like something. It can look like you. He loves to express himself like you. You look like him. You look like dad. You sound like him. Yeah, maybe some things need adjustment. Yeah, maybe you need some work in that area. That's okay. Gardens always need work. Roots are always really tangly and messy. Even the most neat and tidy, beautiful landscaped and manicured gardens still are messy underneath. It's okay. Just embrace it and let the presence of Jesus come. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make the light of his countenance, his smile to shine upon you. May his presence come in so close, so close. That's the beauty of this gospel this strong man's gospel, this strength of Jesus to come in and in his kindness comes in and just sits next to you. So easy, so simple. I cut you free right now from the complications of religion. It's a simple welcoming of his presence, welcoming him in, allowing him to be the leader again and lead you down these paths. May he bless you and keep you. Make his face to luminously shine upon you and give you peace, tangible peace, shalom all around you. Just that easy. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.